0: Hello, and welcome to the Fuel Run Recover podcast, helping everyday runners fuel better, run smarter, and recover faster so you can reach your full performance potential. I'm your host, Stephanie Natchek, dietitian, fitness coach, and a fellow runner too. As the owner of Stephanie Natchek Performance Nutrition, I've spent the last 10 years helping runners learn to fuel their bodies, level up their running performance, and establish healthier relationships with food and exercise. If you're ready to reconnect with your love of running, then let's get started on today's episode. All right, so before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to invite you to check out a few great free resources that I created just for runners. To get them, all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes or visit www.stephanienachuk.com. If you visit my website, there's a little pop up box that comes up and it'll prompt you to enter your email address and these guides will be sent right to your inbox. The first guide is my fueling guide for runners. So in this resource, you'll find my top fueling tips for runners, as well as some specific meal ideas for both your pre and post run fuel. If you've been struggling to understand what to eat, when to support your running and just figuring out like what those meal ideas, like what those meals look like, what kind of foods you should be including before versus after you run, what the difference is between pre and post run fueling then this guide is exactly what you need to get you started on the right path. The other guide that I created is my strength training guide for runners. So this guide includes both a PDF resource, has some tips, guidelines, and links to my YouTube series where I actually walk you through all of the exercises in the program. This is a great beginner strength training guide for runners who want an effective but efficient full body workout that helps support the key muscles and movements you need to run stronger and injury free. So once again, both of these guides are available together. I have them put together as a little bundle for you. You can just click on the link in the show notes or go over to www.stephanie.com enter your email address, just the one time. And both of these free guides will get sent to your inbox right away. I hope you enjoy these resources and find them helpful in supporting you and your running. And now let's get into today's episode. All right, so welcome to today's episode where I am uh, switching gears a little bit from our conversation a few weeks ago that was all about how do you know what you're doing is working. And in that episode, that was episode 20. If you haven't heard it, you can go back and, and check it out after you listen to this one. In that episode, I spoke about How do we know what we're doing is going to be effective? How do we know we're on the right track when we're moving away from using our weight as our main indicator of success? So many of you have probably heard time and time again, you know, especially from dietitians, running coaches like myself, that your weight is not the most important metric to be looking at. Your weight is not the most important thing that you should be measuring. And too much of a focus on your weight and just looking at the number on the scale is really bound to leave you kind of frustrated and, and sort of stuck doing things that are not really helping your running performance, doing things that aren't really maybe helping your body composition, um, all with the goal of, of just getting that number on the scale as low as possible. So in that episode, I broke down a number of different things that I would love for you to focus on instead of your weight. You know, how can you know that what you're doing is working when you start to take the number on the scale out of that equation? And so I hope that that episode gave a lot of you uh, some insight, maybe a little bit of a list of things that you can be looking at instead. And, you know, some things that can really help you shift your focus and start to really uh, dive into the more effective and beneficial strategies and tools and things that you can use to improve, of course, your running performance, right? Because that's that's really what a lot of us are out here trying to do is is become better runners. We want to feel more energized. We want better quality workouts. And ultimately, maybe that even looks like faster race times. And then also we want to be doing things that are helping to support a better relationship with food and exercise and get us out of that eat less, move more cycle. So all that to say that for today's episode, I wanted to switch gears a little bit into a conversation around what to do when you're not getting results. And this might be that you are still thinking about weight and and you're still using weight as kind of a main indicator and your weight's not moving. But then also what do we do when you are looking at these other indicators and you are using these other performance markers that I talked about in that episode, but nothing's happening. and, And you're still not really getting anywhere. You feel like you're doing all the right things You've got the knowledge, you're trying your best to shift your mindset and, and, you know, really follow all of this advice of, of breaking out of that move, eat less and, and move more mentality. But it doesn't really seem to be changing. Nothing, nothing's really going anywhere. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And the first thing that I want to touch on, and and this is sort of a problem or an issue that I hear from so many runners. Is, you know, I'm working so hard, but I just can't seem to lose any weight. You know, I'm I'm busting my ass. I am doing so much running. I'm working out twice a day. I'm doing HIT classes. I am like just working. I I can't work any harder. I'm giving it everything I've got, but the scale just isn't moving. I'm not getting results. I'm tracking all my food. I'm being super, super diligent but nothing is changing. I'm, you know, monitoring and I'm tracking and I'm, you know, balancing my ins and outs. And I'm, I'm trying to be so detail oriented about this, but I'm just not getting anywhere. And so the first thing that we need to look at is what are we actually doing? Like, like, what are the the day-to-day practices or habits or, or things that we're doing and are we following the plan And is the plan a good plan, right? So there's two things that can be going on here. The first thing that I want to, you know, address is I want to assume that you are in fact following your plan the way that you uh, should be or the way that you want to be. So let's assume first that you are eating exactly what you what you think that you're eating. So you're tracking all your food and let's assume that the food tracking is very very accurate. Let's assume that the food tracking that you're doing, you're being really diligent, you're weighing things, measuring things, putting in your recipes, like you're being super super diligent about your tracking and so you are getting an accurate number more, you know, as accurate as it could possibly be with the number of calories you're consuming you are doing the workouts that you say you're doing, right? Your, your workout schedule for the week, what you have planned for the week is what you're following. You're not missing a lot of workouts. You're not cutting a lot of workouts short. You're not maybe uh, having aspirations of doing a certain volume of activity that you just really can't achieve or maintain. So we're assuming here that you are in fact following this plan. If you're following everything to an absolute T to the best of your ability and you're still not getting any results, nothing's changing, you're not getting anywhere, the plan sucks. <laughs> we need to change the plan. We need to look at that plan and really evaluate if it's the right plan to actually get you to your goals, to get you where you want to go, because this might be a problem of under fueling. And, and I would say that that's probably the most common thing that that we see is that we've we've got runners who are doing tremendous volumes of activity. They're running a lot, they're doing their cross-training, they're doing their strength, they're training a lot. And the, the diet plan or, or the meal plan or the nutrition plan that they've been given to follow just isn't adequate to keep up with what they're trying to do. So the problem might not be that you are doing anything wrong, that you're not following the plan. The problem might be that the plan is just not appropriate for your activity level. So you might be under-fueling you might be, uh, following an improper meal timing schedule. So the problem might also be that you are not timing your meals properly around your training. And so you're not fueling up the way that you should be for your workouts. You're maybe not getting in the nutrients that you need for recovery after your workouts. Or the third really common thing is that you might be missing out on certain macronutrients. So depending on what that diet plan that you're following or that nutrition plan that you're following is made up of, it may be that your macronutrient balance, that's your carbs, your fats, your proteins might not be in alignment with what you need to get the results that you want. And I would say, you know, the most common one is definitely that runners aren't eating enough carbs to really fuel and support their training. That's the most common thing. But also second to that, sometimes it can be a little bit of a lack of protein issue as well, especially in runners who aren't eating very often. So most of us know, you know, most of us know that if we're thinking about a, a balanced plate or a balanced meal, you know, you need your protein, you need your veggies, you need your carbs. And we're pretty good about doing that maybe at dinner time, A lot of people can eat a balanced meal at supper, especially if we're, we're feeding a family and, you know, trying to get in what everybody needs for good nutrition, but if we're only maybe eating one balanced meal per day and the rest of the meals throughout the day are maybe skipped or, you know, something like just a little uh, garden salad at lunch, um, it can sometimes be a protein problem as well, or perhaps a breakfast that's maybe just a couple slices of toast or just a bowl of cereal or oatmeal, you know, something that's really not adequate in, in the protein department. So it could be that our calories are just too low. We just don't have enough calories as a whole to support our training. And that's why we're not getting results. But it also could be that we're not getting the right mix of macronutrients, the right mix of our carbs, our fats, and our proteins to support our fueling needs and our recovery. So it could be either of those things. Now, the the improper meal timing schedule can be what is leading us to be under fueling or missing out on certain macronutrients, right? It's either uh, a lack of enough meals. We're not eating often enough to get in everything we need, or we are trying to do uh, really prolonged fasts throughout the day that are making it difficult for us to just tick off all those nutrient boxes. So all that to say, if you're following the plan, you're doing really well. You're being really diligent about the plan. And we look at the plan and we determine that, you know what, I think the plan here needs adjusting. The problem is not, the problem is not your ability to actually follow something and actually stick with the plan. The plan is not adequate or appropriate for what your needs are. So if that's the case, then we we just need to adjust the plan and, and sort of continue on. But here as well is where I would, you know, caution against trying to be very, very diligent, especially long-term with things like food tracking. And there was an episode earlier this season that I went into that in a little bit more detail to really talk about the value, um, the pros and cons, and and whether or not runners should be tracking their food and sort of following a meal plan in, in that sense, and just getting into some of the challenges that we can face when we're trying to be really, really um, strict or really sort of limited with what we're eating and when and how that can cause a lot of us to sort of start and stop, start and stop with our efforts in eating better and getting more balanced with our nutrition. And it can often lead to an erosion of a really healthy, balanced relationship with food and with exercise when we sort of start to think about nutrition in, in kind of this in-out mathematical sort of sense. So if you have been tracking for a really long time, if you have been, you know, using the apps and and following meal plans and, and doing all those things for a long period of time and you're just kind of feeling done with it, you're not consistent with it, you are tired of it, you know, the idea of having to go and log all your food is just like giving you huge ick, then There's another way. You do not have to do that forever. I don't want you to do that forever. And there are so many solutions to eating well and balanced and getting everything you need as a runner to support your running that does not require calorie tracking. So that's kind of the first option, sort of our first assumption that we can make. And I always like to look at that first. And the other side of it is gonna be How well are you actually following the plan? And this one's a little bit tougher because we have to take a very close look at the expectations we have around what we're doing versus the reality of what we're doing. And this often means that we have to get really honest with ourselves about how well we are adhering to the goals that we have or or sort of the action steps that are laid out for us. This may be action steps that we've laid out for ourselves, or it may be a plan or a program that we've gotten from someone else. Maybe it's a coach or something we've gotten, uh, online. Maybe the reason that we're not getting the results is because we aren't actually following that plan. Now we can circle all the way back here and we can say, well, maybe the issue is with the plan itself. And that happens a lot, right? nutrition plan or or sort of diet program that we might call it, that they've been doing over and over again for years. Runners who have gained and lost weight maybe many, many times, and they kind of go back to their old faithful of this training plan or this eating plan, this diet, whenever they want to lose weight again. The weight doesn't necessarily stay off in the long term because the plan itself is not a sustainable plan that we can follow forever. So we just kind of keep circling back and doing these same things over and over again. And we really want to think about breaking that cycle because if something isn't going to make sense for you in the long term, then there's not really much point in going down that path, especially multiple times and and doing the same thing repeatedly. So then we want to look at how can we improve our adherence to the plan, Um, how can we make sure that the plan makes sense, is appropriate for where we're at, and has checks and balances and, and sort of tools in place to keep us on track, but also keep us accountable in a simple way. And this is so important when we talk talking about some of these very labor intensive practices, like, you know, doing the, the very, um, you know, detail oriented calorie tracking where, yeah, it's a great way to know exactly what you eat every single day. Like nobody's going to say that calorie tracking isn't effective for giving us that reflection on our eating habits, but it needs to be simpler than that if we're going to do it for a long period of time and if it's really going to be the accountability tool that we need. And this is where I love the athletes plates. This is where I love doing photos of meals and having other ways that we can track very easily that don't require, you know, an extra 15 to maybe 30 minutes a day, like a considerable amount of time, uh, to actually just do that process of tracking. And so, you know, same thing when it comes to our workouts, we want to have really simple ways of tracking our training, reflecting on our progress and just seeing where we're at with that accountability factor. Cause at the end of the day, if we have the absolute best program in the world, it is tailored. It is appropriate. It's sustainable. Like it's, it's just a great plan, but we only follow it like 50% of the time, you know, maybe that definitely begs the question about how sustainable or realistic it is. Um, but also of course the results we get from that plan are going to reflect that. Even if the plan is fantastic. So when it comes to what to do when you're not feeling like you're getting results, when it comes to figuring out why you're stuck, where you're stuck, what's going on, we want to look at this from two separate directions. You know, the first is, is the plan appropriate, right? Are we following the plan that is effective and it's going to work for us? it a good plan. The second thing we need to look at is how well are we actually following the plan? And are we you know, doing the things that we want to be doing? Are we actually following through with the action steps that we wanna be taking? The third thing that we have to look at here, and this is really important uh, for anybody who has ever felt stuck, felt frustrated, felt like they're not getting anywhere, is are you being patient? How often are you checking for results? You know, and those results can be body composition changes, which I will be the first to tell you, body composition changes are usually slow. I will meet the odd person or have the odd client who is consistently seeing like really rapid changes in body composition, but more often than not, it takes time. Even a few percentage points to change in a month is considered pretty darn good. Uh, when we're talking about things like body fat percentage changes, like, you know, one to 2% a month is, is great if we're talking about body fat loss. So is part of the problem and part of the reason why you feel like you're not getting anywhere or not seeing results, really not a problem of the plan or you not following the plan or, or anything to do with that stuff. But actually the problem is that you're just not being patient enough and you are checking your weight, your body composition way too often and it's frustrating you. Or maybe you're racing way too often to see if you're getting faster. So maybe you have switched gears away from focusing on weight as your main indicator of success, which is fantastic. But if we replace that preoccupation or obsession with now racing twice a month or or racing every weekend or something like that to see if if you're getting those getting that speed, getting those faster results, then that's definitely another reason why you might be feeling a little bit stuck, but you don't need to be. You're probably on the right track. Uh, This is the hardest thing to adjust to here, but results just simply take time. We need to be patient. We need to give our bodies lots of time to go through these changes. We need to give our uh, mindset and and our relationship with food and exercise, time to adjust to new habits and to get comfortable with doing things differently. And these are things that we don't see changes in weeks, right? This is months. This is sometimes even years that we are building towards something bigger and building on the new habits and the new foundations that we've set. So in summary, we want to assume The best, we want to assume that we are following the plan the way that we've set out to be, and that maybe it's just that the plan is not great and we need to adjust the plan. Second, though, we really need to do a deeper dive and take a closer look at whether or not we're actually following the plan and how well we're executing the things that we want to be executing. And then the third thing we have to look at is, are we being patient enough and really giving our bodies and our brains enough time to adjust to the changes that we're making In order to see the results that we want to in the long run, forcing it, rushing it, getting uh, fed up with doing something for a few weeks and then thinking it's not working. So we throw in the towel. We do something else. We're just changing the plan constantly because we we're always kind of chasing after that next thing that promises faster, bigger results. We are bound to stay stuck. We're guaranteed to stay stuck if that's where we're at. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you found it helpful. I hope that if you've been feeling stuck or frustrated, if if you're kind of in this situation that I'm describing right now, I've given you some insight and some solutions of what you can look for, where you can turn to for some answers and some things that you can use to start making adjustments. If you need help putting all these pieces together, if, if you can think, you know, to yourself, yeah, you know what, there probably is an issue with the plan or with my adherence to the plan, or, or, you know, I definitely recognize that there's some things that I could be doing differently, but I don't know what those things are, or how to fix them. Then I am here to help. And I would love to help you figure out how to put all of these pieces together create that personalized, cohesive strategy with your nutrition and with your training so that you can feel confident in following and committing to a program for long enough that you get the results you want in the long run. So I would encourage you to visit my website. The link of course will be in the show notes and you're going to see there a few different options for how we can work together. I do have limited one-to-one coaching spaces opening this month. Just a few one-on-one coaching spots are going to be available. And of course you can also join my online group program, the Fuel Train Recover Club, and we would love to have you join us there. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye for now. The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not to be used or relied upon for the diagnosis or treatment of any health condition. This information does not create a client practitioner relationship and should not be used as a substitute for professional medical advice.